Welcome to the Weekly Word from St. Andrew Lutheran Church in Farmersville, Ohio. Welcome to everyone to worship this morning, and a special welcome to all of our visitors and guests who are here with us this morning, as well as to everyone joining us by video and podcast. There are many announcements and upcoming events in your bulletin, so for the sake of time, I will highlight the ones for this week. Following the worship service on Sunday, October 29th, we will have um, a final planning meeting for our fall dinner. Everyone who is interested is invited to attend. Once more, on All Saints Sunday, November 5th, we will be having a slideshow of our faithful departed church and family members. If there is someone you would like to have included in the slideshow, please feel free to submit a photo either, either to the church office or to the church's email address listed in your bulletin. Our annual congregational business meeting is scheduled for Sunday, November 12th, following the worship service. All confirmed voting members, including those who have been confirmed or who have joined in the last few years, are invited to attend. If you need an absentee ballot, those will be available Sunday, October 29th and Sunday, November 5th. You may feel free to obtain an absentee ballot from any of the trustees whose names are listed in your bulletin. Our end gathering Sunday will be on November 19th this year. We are currently collecting and keeping all non-perishable food and personal items for display here at the church that day, and then donating all items to camp. Camp is once more distributing boxes of extra food and personal items for Christmas this year. Starting today, in order to make sure that everyone has what they need to enjoy the holiday, our church family has been asked to provide 100 boxes of brownie mix for the Christmas boxes. Also, we are invited to collect and contribute men's size, men's size socks and gloves. All items are due at the church by Sunday, November 26th. Boxes will be packed at camp on Monday, November 27th at 10 a.m. Volunteers are needed to help with packing. Please feel free to come to camp that morning if you are able to help. The other announcements I leave to your own reading. Please be sure to read all the announcements in your bulletin this morning. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Tom.
Thank you, Tom. Yes, please check with Tom after the worship service if you haven't done so already to let him know how many, how many tickets you would like to purchase and your choice of either ham or turkey. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Yes, um, we will have our hanging of the greens um, on Sunday, November 26th, following the worship service. And this year, we're going to try doing something a little bit different and special. Every family and every individual is invited to contribute at least one church-appropriate ornament to hang on our Christmas tree this year. Uh, this is something special to show the uniqueness of, of everyone in our church family. So again, um, if, you would like to, if you would like to contribute an ornament for our tree, please feel free to, to bring it to the church by Sunday, November 26th. Are there any other announcements for this morning? Let us begin with prayer. O Lord, our Maker, Redeemer, and Comforter, we are assembled in your presence to hear your holy word. We ask you to open our hearts by your Holy Spirit, that through the preaching of your word we may be taught to repent of our sins, to believe on Jesus in life and death, and to grow day by day in grace and holiness. Hear us for Christ's sake. Amen.
Sing to the Lord a new song. The Lord has revealed his righteousness to the nations. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Let the whole world resound with praise for God. Lord, open our hearts to worship you in this house. The Lord be with you. Let us pray. Almighty God, source of every blessing, your generous goodness comes to us anew every day. By the work of your Spirit, lead us to acknowledge your goodness, give thanks for your benefits, and serve you in willing obedience through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. You may be seated. At this time, we'll have our children's message, and we invite the children to come forward.
Good morning. The first lesson today is from Isaiah chapter 25, verses 6 through 9. On this mountain, Lord Almighty, will prepare a feast of rich food for all peoples, a banquet of aged wine, the best of meats, and the finest of wines. On this mountain, he will destroy the shroud that enfolds all peoples in the sheet that covers all nations. He will swallow up death forever. The sovereign Lord will wipe away the tears from all faces. He will remove the disgrace of his people from all the earth. The Lord has spoken. In that day they will say, surely this is our God. We trusted in him and he saved us. This is the Lord. We trusted in him. Let us rejoice and be glad in his salvation. The second reading is from Philippians 4, verses 4 through 13. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again. Rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything. But in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you have renewed your concern for me. Indeed, you have been concerned but you have had no opportunity to show it. I am not saying this because I am in need, for I have learned to be content whatever the circumstances. I know what, is to be in, what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I have learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed, or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. This is the end of the second reading.
Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew, the 22nd chapter, beginning at the first verse. Jesus spoke to them in, again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to, to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized his servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers and burned their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready, but those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out into the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad, and the wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he noticed a man there who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. Then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Dear brothers and sisters, grace and peace be to you from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Once again, a reminder to everyone, and especially anyone hearing or reading this sermon online, about our fall dinner coming up on November 4th. It's been a tradition of ours since time immemorial, something we look forward to with joy every single year. We recall that there was at least one year during the pandemic when we were unable to have our fall dinner, so we rejoice and thank God, therefore, that we have been able to have our fall dinner again these past couple of years, that they have been successful, and we look forward to, to uh, being able to have it for many more years to come. Even though the numbers we serve may be far fewer than they were decades ago, we are still able to feed many people every year. But now it is time to ask ourselves for the present day, what can be another purpose of having such times of feast and fellowship as our fall dinner? And the answer is to be inviting, especially to people who are looking for more than just food, but also to, for a church home and a family to belong to, both of which we can offer, and we are in a better position to offer than ever before. But even then, our whole purpose of existing as a church family is to help people experience Jesus. People and this world need Jesus more than ever before. In a day and age when many have abandoned or rejected belief in the one true God, many have lost direction and have fallen into destructive habits and lifestyles, many have forgotten what it means to be compassionate and gracious towards others. In an age when wars continue to rage, Political and social division continues to run rampant, and even division among Christians over various, even often trivial matters, continues to rear its ugly head. We need Jesus more than ever before to save us, bring us together, and remind us of who we are and what our real purpose is. We need Jesus to show people who God is and bring them back to him. Rescue those who are lost, Bring peace and unity to our divided and hurting world, and bring us Christians together again.
We especially need Jesus as our true source of strength and power to get through the problems of life. The bottom line is we need Jesus and so does everyone else. The trouble is we and others may try to solve our problems our own way without Jesus. But we find that while it might be somewhat possible to do so, it is frequently easier to do so if we rely on Jesus for help. And nowadays, the only real way anyone and any of us can find the peace and confidence we need to face struggles and get through life is by faith in Jesus. Today, in our second reading, which Daryl read for us just, just a few moments ago, Paul utters what is perhaps one of the most encouraging verses in the Bible, and one which has encouraged believers like us for generations. In fact, I myself have it over my desk in the parsonage, um, in the parsonage study. It's Philippians 4.13. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Again, just like we did earlier, let's all say that together. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Now, while this does not mean Jesus gives us the ability to do everything and anything we want to, it does mean that, especially when times are tough or impossible, he gives us the strength to get through them and overcome them. It also means that Jesus is able to overcome the impossibilities of our world our world is facing right now, and we have to keep trusting that he will do so. Him giving us strength also means that he lifts whatever we have from us and uses his own strength to carry it for us. Whatever you may be dealing with today, whatever may be weighing you down or weighing heavily on your mind and heart at this moment, I invite you to turn it over to Jesus. Pray for him to help you endure if that's what you need to do. Otherwise, if you just can't carry it anymore, Ask him to carry it for you, and he will. He is always there for you. You only need to ask him. Invite him into your heart again to give you comfort and peace as you rely on his strength to get, through, to get you through whatever it is you're dealing with. Once again, in order for us to help people experience Jesus, we are to invite people to come experience Jesus among us. And that is what Jesus is talking about in today's gospel reading. He has prepared a great feast, much like our fall dinner, only for eternity. And while there may be some who reject his invitation, there are still many others who will, who will accept it. But what this means for us is to keep extending the invitation and also Make our invitation as wide and broad as possible. Jesus says that the king sent out his servants to, in the, in the words of earlier language, the highways and hedges all over the place to invite people to his banquet. And that's what we are to do as well. To invite even those people whom we wouldn't even think of inviting, whom we may not even, whom we may not even think of being worthy to be invited but instead to cast our invitation as widely as possible to everyone we may meet and whom we know. And even though our invitation may not have instant or massive results right away, we are still to keep focused on inviting, 
because we may touch the right person's life at just the right time. Now, here towards the end of the story, it probably gets a little troubling. Jesus also talks about throwing someone out of the feast who isn't wearing proper wedding clothes. It would be easy to interpret the verse as meaning that only those who conform to a certain standard of requirements for, for entering heaven, and here we can fill in the blank as to, what we, as to what we think those may be, as to what we think those requirements that the wedding garments may, may represent, Abandon, or abstaining from certain substances or entertainments, holding to certain moral or political opinions, living or not living a certain kind of lifestyle, whether in habits or dress. But, as we know, none of these things in any way contribute to or detract from our being saved. Only the sacrifice of Jesus on the cross and his resurrection from the dead have finished all the work necessary for us to be saved and enter eternal life. So in fact, we could also say that the story is directed not towards people who fail to conform to a certain standard of requirements for entering heaven, but instead towards those who think that being able to enter heaven means conforming to a certain standard of requirements. So what this means for us is, we ought to let nothing stand in the way, be an obstruction to having a living personal relationship with Jesus, either for ourselves or anyone else. We are not to lay qualifications or additional requirements on ourselves or anyone, other than simply accepting Jesus as Lord and Savior and the promises he makes true for us, to save, love, forgive, and help us in all circumstances. Now, while all that may be true, we also have to remember that we are not only looking forward to the coming kingdom of Jesus, but we are living in the kingdom right now. And in order to live in the kingdom, we are to be the kingdom and demonstrate certain characteristics of what God's kingdom looks like. As we continue to move forward, this is something helpful for us to keep in mind, especially to be more inviting in order to grow. It is a common misconception that, in order to join a healthy church, someone has to agree with every single stance either other members of the church have or the church itself may have made. In fact, our only real requirement for membership is that someone believe in God as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and in Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, both of which are expressed by saying the Apostles' Creed, as we will do in just a few minutes. We will recall that during our baptism confirmation and reception of new members ceremonies in particular, the Creed is recited as a way of demonstrating that our belief in, in the one true God and in Jesus Christ as our Lord and Savior are what we have in common and our only, and our only real requirements for membership. Baptism is also necessary, of course, but it is always accompanied by confessing belief in God. This also means that there is also quite a lot of room for a diversity of thought and opinion on various matters and opinions, especially moral, social, political, and even theological ones. Now having said all that, during the service of affirmation of baptism, which includes both confirmation and reception of new members, there are also certain promises which are made, 
which are also to be points of unity, especially of our purpose of our life together as our church family. If you need a reference, um, in addition to being on the slide, they are also on page 201 of the Lutheran Book of Worship, and they are to continue in the covenant God made with you in holy baptism, to live among God's faithful people, to hear his word and share in his supper, to proclaim the good news of God in Christ through word and deed, to serve all people following the example of our Lord Jesus, and to strive for justice and peace throughout the earth. This demonstrates what our true purpose is, to love God and learn from his word and receive his power in communion to live in love and peace with each other as members of the same family, especially by fellowshipping together, both inside and outside of worship, and reach out with God's love beyond our doors into our community and into the whole world. In order to be inviting towards others, we are to be demonstrating peace and unity of God's family and kingdom among ourselves. This means reflecting on how our words and actions towards each other and how we treat each other contribute to maintaining peace, friendship, and good relationships within our church family, which even includes bearing and forbearing with each other even in matters of disagreement. Remember once again, church membership does not imply complete agreement in everything, nor does it mean insisting on complete agreement. Rather, it means us living together as one family, respecting each other's uniquenesses and experiences. It also means maintaining peace and unity in our own homes, communities, nation, and even to the best of our abilities in our world. Let us continue to do so, that we and many others may continue to experience and believe in Jesus, who gives us strength in all things, and whom we praise and thank for being our help at all times. And now be the peace of God, which passes all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus our Lord. Amen.
And now together let us confess our faith in the words of the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. I believe in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord. He was conceived by the power of the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary. He suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, died, and was buried. He descended into hell. On the third day he rose again, he ascended into heaven, and is seated at the right hand of the Father. He will come again to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. You may be seated as we receive the offering. We wish to let our visitors and guests know that you are under no obligation to give. This service is our gift to you.
power of the Spirit, let us pray to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ for the world, the church, and one another. Father, you promised to throw a splendid wedding feast for all whom you redeem through the death and resurrection of Jesus. Thank you for your patience and kindness. Open our eyes and hearts to the joy you have set before us. Make us radiant with faithfulness and lovely with holiness. Adorn our words and deeds with grace so that many hear your invitation and gladly come to the banquet of salvation. Keep us always centered in Jesus, our Savior, and our true love. Lord, in your mercy. Bless all the people and the ministries of this community. Help us to rejoice in your strong, saving love and to speak gently and act with humility. Focus our minds and hearts on those things which are good, honorable, and pleasing to you. Help us encourage our family, friends, and neighbors to do the same. Lord, in your mercy. Direct the thoughts, words, and actions of our military personnel, police, first responders, and all who risk their, their lives to bring safety and justice to others. Prosper all they do that serves your will. Bring healing to the wounded hope to their families, and honor to all who have honorably served. Lord, in your mercy. We remember before you all who walk through the, valley, through the valley of death's dark shadows, and all who are troubled by sorrow, anxiety, or despair. Revive their souls, restore their bodies, and refresh the hearts of all who care for them. We especially lift up all those whom we name silently in our hearts. Lord, in your mercy. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for the lives of all who have entered your banquet hall of eternal life. Keep us steadfast in faith until we also arrive there. Make our lives good, true, lovely, pure, honorable, and praiseworthy. Grant us the joy of sitting with all your wedding guests at the table you have prepared for them as members of the body and bride of Christ. We especially give you thanks today for the life and memory of Dale Philibon. Lord, in your mercy. Into your hands, O Lord, we commend ourselves and all for whom we pray, trusting in your mercy through your Son, Jesus Christ our Lord, who taught us to pray, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom, and the power, and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. Now may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. May the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.
subscribe to the weekly word, please visit your favorite podcast provider. May God bless you now and always.